All right. Welcome, guys, to our first No Shame podcast. Or whatever it's going to be. Um, my name's Bob. I'm here with Leo and Martin. Bob and, Bob and Leo in Kiev at the moment. Martin in, where are you, Martin? In Germany, Koblenz. Koblenz. Best spot ever. Yeah. So, for our first listeners, I'm just gonna um, give a little timeline, like uh, how we found each other. Kind of, what is it? A couple months ago, there was some desire to start a business share our views with the world, make a lot of money. That was one of their, <laughs> one of the aims. <laughs> and uh, now we reduced it to just starting a podcast. Um, and um, yeah, let's see where this goes. It's exciting for me. So um, the podcast is called No Shame. Maybe Leo, just shortly, can you explain what that first, how that came to you, that no shame, just so people maybe understand that first seed of what mm -hmm. that was for you and why we kept on keeping that name, right? Because we thought about, oh, we need to give it a different name, but we stayed with this. In a more experiential level i feel it's a short concise and we feel like it's the message uh quite fast but it can also have like many interpretations it is about like losing shame not feeling shame anymore or you know like what is this shame about and the idea behind it came from the first thing that he wanted to do, which was a book about the topic. And by saying no shame, the, the idea was let's stop having shame around everything. That we do. Even if that's shame itself, like, okay, if you're shame, that's great. Let's not be ashamed of that, you know? So it's less about getting rid of, you know, of shame, and it's more about, okay, I'm not going to feel ashamed of feeling shame, or I'm not going to feel ashamed to say what I want, to say that we wanted to start this to make money, you know. Just like, let's keep aligned with whatever is going on for us, whatever, oh, that's funny, whatever we want. <laughs> How does that speak to you, Martin, that shame? There's two words. Yeah, it was, I mean, in general, I've been experiencing a lot of shame and also the, the resistance to that shame, like over and over, I would feel that it would come up and I'd be like, no, I don't want to feel this. And at some point, I believe you get to a point where you just feel like, I don't want to 
it's so energy draining to constantly resist this and battle it and feel like you can't be yourself, like something is utterly wrong with you. Um, and you're constantly trying to not live your truth, really. Um, and when you get to that point where you're like, no, fuck all of this, I am going to do that, um, no matter the consequences, then things start to change. And um, I mean, it's not easy like, all the time because it's so habitual now. Like from very young, I've been suppressing and suppressing and not wanting to to look at it and deal with it as it comes up and stand up for what feels right to me. Um, that now it's a gradual process of realigning myself with my truth. And yeah, it's a work in progress, really. Shit. That really resonates. And I remember... Leo, you saying at one point also that really spoke to me like, yeah, but we're just going to talk with no shame, which resonated for me a lot, right? Because I feel this podcast has potential to, to really be a, a man voice, or maybe it's just three men talking about stuff with no shame, you know, about what you want, how you feel. And that is actually the, pro the, the process that I am personally in, and you guys might be struggling with that well, as well. And maybe a lot of men and women out there, like this could be interesting for women as well, just to hear our views on it. Um, I'm sure we're gonna touch on some more subjects after this one. Uh, so yeah, it speaks to me in that way of just speaking your absolute truth which is kind of connected in a in a way to uh, to not be ashamed of that because that's why we shut up right i feel this i think this but i'm i'm just going to keep it for myself even for ourselves right so even keep it for ourselves to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's like a slow, a slow reconditioning um, from all the things that we just either took on or uh, weren't allowed to live out, right? And now it's like a slowly pulling that back in, or rather revealing that the things that we just kept hidden for so long, and and be like, no, I'm gonna own this now, uh, versus be afraid and not want to even look there because it's so painful at times. Yeah, not even allowing yourself to to feel that as well. I feel that as well. Cool. I think that gives a little bit of a introduction to the arena that we're in, and uh, we came up with a first subject. I'm just gonna read the message you sent this morning, Martin. Just mm -hmm. started off something along the lines of making myself the most important thing dash or slash putting myself first so i remember me a while back kind of suggesting this and this message brought me back to that feeling of which is so much connected to the no shame thing um 
really truly standing up for myself, loving myself, brings me automatically to I am the most important thing. Like if I choose anything else, it is actually sabotage because I want to 100% be not ashamed of what I feel, you know. Uh, are you coming to that birthday, you know? What do I feel? No. Do I then need to go? Like, is that something we leave on the side of ourselves? Or are we gonna, am I gonna stand up for everything I feel? Yes and no, you know? And that has been triggering for me as well, where I'm sabotaging that feeling with, uh, you know, go to the birthday, you know, just, you know, man up, you know, it's just like, just go, you know, it's your mom, so. <laughs> Which brings me to the, to the feeling like I want to now completely, fully, for 100% choose me. And not in this, it is not that we interpret that in the selfish way. I am the most important thing like from a from an arrogant like we use that word arrogant or selfish way but from a loving way because i realize i cannot function lovingly in this world i cannot go to the birthday fully if i don't feel it and this often creates conflict because what is expected or what i expect of myself you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. How does that feel for you, Leo? What do you think? So the statement for me, when I hear it, gives me a strong sense of, mm, you know, that mm, <laughs> and then I try to look at what is this, what is this trying to tell me, what I'm, what I'm getting from that, what I'm interpreting from that. And in this sense, I couldn't say in a black and white way that I believe 100% that that should be my goal. And I can only speak about myself, right? Or not, because I think there is a lot of Raise on a lot of raise on that in the sense that when you have to think, I feel like when something comes up to you and you have to think, should I do it? Should I not? Then it's already above going from what you want. It's more like a mental game of like, how does that make me feel? You know, like. I really don't want to go, but actually I kind of want because, you know, I'm debating with myself right now. Should I? Mm. Maybe it's going to be tricky. Maybe I'm going to feel isolated there. Maybe I should and maybe I should stay at home, which is fine, of course. It's fine if you stay, it's fine if you go. But 
if this conflict is coming up, then it's, I don't think it's in this sense it's what you want anymore. It's more like a, a fight that you're having with yourself. Sometimes you let it go. Sometimes you would follow through that and see what comes up, what happens. And I feel like these moments where also you need to do or you do things that you think you don't want to do, they can just bring you so many things and they can teach you so many important lessons. And, and that in itself is like, that's great. So yeah, in this sense, I can see it in a straight yes, in a straight no. I think there needs to be a balance. And finding that balance, it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, how do you find the balance? When do you decide that what comes up is actually a habitual conditioned reaction, let's say, and the right thing is to actually listen to that voice of clarity that comes right after and says, no, 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 hold on a second. Or when is it the opposite way? Right? I think you need to take, sometimes you just take a leap of faith, right? Or not. So one thing that I strongly remember that I didn't want to do my entire, my entire body, everything was a Zen retreat that I was part of. And that was like, I just didn't want to be there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I felt myself being forced to that, which was true in a emotional and also physical level. <laughs> and I had to deal with that, you know, and I think I've learned a lot from that. That was important. And by going from what I wanted, I would not have experienced that, you know. So, yeah, I wouldn't look back to it and be like, ah, I regret doing that or I don't regret doing that. I think you'll take, you know, you'll take a step, whatever is the step that you take, you just accept it, you know. Otherwise, you're going to be always taking steps and thinking about it. Uh, actually, let me go back. Uh, you know, actually, uh, let me go back, you know. You might be wrong, you might be right, but just keep going yeah i feel this kind of comes back to or maybe not comes back to but it it points to what we're actually talking about right now the trusting ourselves so much that we're willing to take a risk and fuck up and then constantly just correct course but it's not like where we're so self-conscious all of a sudden all the time they were like, is this the right decision? Is this the right? No, you do it, you let go of it, and then you see what happens, right? You commit to a certain step, and then you see what happens after the fact. And then you feel into yourself and be like, okay, was that in alignment with where I'm pulled towards, right? Or was that out of alignment? And then over time, you sort of fine tune that inner intuition that can actually more accurately 
show you what the right decision is without you thinking about it, because that usually doesn't work. Um, what keeps you, Martin, away from that? Because that is so interesting. So that is a nice situation that you're describing, but why do we keep ourselves away from is it trust, right? Is it trust in that first feeling? Is it like, how does that for personally for you, if you can't okay. make that decision or don't want to make that decision, not from a first feeling level, oh, I want to do it. But then, so how do you see yourself sabotaging that intuition? Yeah, because I've been so alienated or have become so alienated over time that it's so hard for me to even read that or listen to that intuition. Like it's completely drowned out for many years, like five, six years at least, where I was just pushing myself to do things that I decided I wanted to do with my head for whatever uh, ridiculous reasons, right? Um, and I just kept pushing and pushing and sacrificing sleep and just really completely disregarding what my body was telling me. And so I completely drowned out that voice. And then on top of that, I feel it goes back even further where um, as a child, there were certain things that were not in place that allowed me to have this um, belief in myself, this trust, this good feeling, whatever I'm doing is fine. It's okay. It's good, right? In the backdrop somewhere. And so that missing thing caused me to constantly doubt myself the situation um and it resulted in me beating myself up over things a lot almost like like i'm a worthless piece of shit that um yeah i wouldn't treat anyone else that way but with myself i would just be like pew, pew, you know yeah. um and that yeah certainly caused me to not even notice that that little voice or that thread right because uh, it's so subtle and the more i feel we come back to ourselves the more we can actually notice that the more it becomes apparent um because all of a sudden the the focus is from the outside it turns to the inside and the outside becomes less important yeah I really feel it as two kind of frequencies, right? Head frequency and body or gut or balls frequency, right? Your dick or your balls or, or your gut, whatever it is, just like that masculine fire that's there that knows, that knows, you know, with capital letters, it knows. And that that signal needs to go up. Or that goes up because we need to express or that we need to let the mind say okay pick up the cup of coffee and drink it because that's what i want you know we need to process that feeling and then with the process it goes it gets you know it comes to the table of the board up here <laughs> and the board members are okay so this is what comes from downstairs um let's see Let's see if we agree with this, you know? And for me, I feel 
there's definitely a, not a problem there, but a challenge. Like that is that is my personal challenge. I had a great to, image just now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go on, go on. Yeah, go on. And so I was just thinking, like, when the message, let's say, comes up from whatever your your power or your boss, whatever, and then your body is already so twisted and contorted from all the the tension, right, that we've um, developed over the years, like things we couldn't express, and it's almost like it has to go through the crevices and try to make its way up and then in the head there the voices of the parents and everyone that you've uh, grown up with that, that conditioned you and then they all are going to judge whatever is coming up and then at the end you're like yeah what's left of this like it's completely torn apart the yeah water the, the beauty of the message is no longer like it's completely messed up yeah yeah it's funny because Leo and I were talking yesterday about love and what that meant uh, for Leo in an abstract sense, but also in a feeling sense and in a mind sense. We were kind of <laughs> rolling over the floor with this these four letters, right, that we use and exploit so much in this in this world. But what does it even mean, and where does it come from? Point at the body part, or or what we think about this feeling. And uh, it was always so, so interesting that I feel that we kind of <laughs> ended that discussion on this is so personal for everybody. And yes, that feeling is pure, you know, but so that feeling of to come back to our subject that feeling of what you want is pure but can i stand for that and just allow really be okay with that um and fully embrace that but also see if that's really what what i really really want oh man it's so double layered because I feel I can even have feelings that are not the core, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a it's like a thought in disguise almost, or a memory, right? Like you said, like something from a long time ago. That's why you feel that way, but it isn't useful anymore for you. It isn't. It doesn't serve you anymore. That feeling, it's still your mm -hmm. feeling, right? I feel this, so I have to do it. So, so much is in the shadows as well. Yeah, and on top of that, just that, for example, the voices, like the internalized voices of our parents, because we've been repeating them to ourselves so often and so, for so long that now it almost seems like it's us saying that, right? And then we think this is us telling ourselves to do something and don't realize that was our dad when we were three years old telling me to take out the trash in a way that, you know, was, was not conducive. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And how do we combine that? Because that is also, I think, Leo, what you, for 
yeah, yeah. Um, like how do we combine that with things we just have to do right there are so many things we just the balance like there are so many things we think right like is it even true but okay let's just say that it's true there's so many things we feel and think we have to do like this is I'm not going to even think or feel about what I have to do. Like that's just set in stone. It's not about that. Well, is that corrupted or is that, how do you feel Natalie? Is that, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I think I'm going to answer that in a way, but there's also something already in my mind coming up. So if I don't answer that, uh, that's that. <laughs> yeah. One thing that this discussion really makes me tighten up is from this idea of always coming back to the inside and seeing how you feel. What was the thing that came up to you? You know, and then okay, then you should act on that and do this thing that for you seems like it's the right thing to do. That for many people is really important because a lot of people don't really trust themselves or don't allow themselves to do that. And I think that's a great, great thing for some people to experience and go for. I also feel that for some people, this is not the ideal way of living or doing things. Because that, that first thing that comes up is just so focused on themselves that they forget that there is a environment surrounding them, you know? So for example, let me give you an example. Uh, your grandma, 85, comes to you and say like, oh son, I'm really feeling bad. Can you pray with me? and help me, you know, whatever it is, can you pray with me for God to to help me? And you're like, ah, but grandma, I'm atheist. It's like, grandma, you're stupid. There's no God. Who are you praying for? You know, that's what came up for me. It's like, she talks about God. It's like, I don't believe in God. Fuck this shit. You know? But then you look, that's the thing that you, comes up to you, but then you look at her and be like, ah, Okay, yeah, let's go. Mm. You know, and some people are so not aware of their environment. And especially if we go back to the spirituality that I think all of us have either been through or are still into that. And I see so many people that have so much difficulty to not look at themselves, to look at the situation and to be like, okay, I want this, but I know that this situation can go to another direction, which is not what I want, but I'll just let it go for once and truly, you know, and allow whatever is happening to happen instead of strongly put my idea, strongly put what I want to attach to that, you know. It's almost like, oh, you never, you never ever allowed yourself to truly go for what it was. And then you do that for the first time. It's like, oh my God, I'm addicted to this. And you just go for that. 
just go for that, you know. And and even in this sense, it's like you you pointed out, that's when I'm going to answer your question. It's like, and even this thing of going for what you want, that can be also blocked by many things, blocked from feelings from the past, blocked from this, blocked from that, that you don't even know if that feeling is just like a true feeling or just a projection, right? You're walking in the street, someone passed by and it's like, wow, the most attractive person you always, you saw in your life, like, wow, I really, really need that. It's like, okay, but how true is that feeling, you know? Is that feeling because you really think that person is like amazing, even though you never even talk to them? Or it's just because you were used to losing yourself or not wanting to be with yourself and you need someone else to give you this this quality of being okay, you know? Yeah, so that's that will, that will be my way of seeing also when the first feeling comes, like how true is that feeling? You know, I don't think there is an answer, a one yes or no answer, you know, that's where the gray comes in. And that's why it's so difficult for, especially for me to be like, okay, no, actually I'm afraid. Oh, no, 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 actually I really don't want to, you know, <laughs> there's so many things. There are two things that come to mind and as you were talking, one was where you made this comparison between guys that are completely unaware of the environment, right? And others that seem to be very aware. And so I feel it's almost we have to distinguish and say we're talking about men that are already very sensitive to to what's going on, not completely blind uh, because like if we have this image of an asshole, right, who just cares about himself, that's obviously what we're not talking about. Someone who is already very uh, egocentric and just does their own thing without regard to other people's feelings, empathy, that sort of thing. So we're talking about people who have been not living themselves for so long and noticing how that's been really grinding them up day by day. And now they're slowly getting back to a more balanced approach and sometimes that means you have to go all the way to the other extreme to realize oh these are the bounds right and then you can kind of dial back and come back to the the middle way um and the other thing is that's why i believe what to me why the spiritual practice is so crucial to all of this because it allows to really start distinguishing more and more what's really coming up, where it's coming from. If this is something sparked by my intuition, like it's an inspiration to follow, or this is just some egoic agenda that I've created based on my conditioning and, and sorts. Um, because then there's confusion and then we're struggling. Then we're like, I don't know which one this is. Should I follow this? Should I not? And then it, it goes up here in circles and um, and really seeing all the little nuances of what's going on. That's why uh, that's so important, because then you might say, actually, I'm going to approach this girl now just to repeat back to myself that I'm a worthless piece of shit, right? Getting rejected and just reaffirming that instead of like, I'm really curious to meet that person. And I think this constant curiosity that really keeps digging deeper and deeper into it 
for more clarity. Like if you don't lose that, then yeah, you you're on a on a path to to deeper and deeper self discovery. Yeah, what I'm hearing is so many colors of gray as well, and all things can be can be very bright and clear, and all things can be disturbed and influenced by maybe your past or maybe your environment. So I'm now thinking like, maybe it's, it's fun to share like how, what we feel or think on, how do we, how do we manage that, right? We painted the picture of, of our experiences and what we see other people do, but how do we, how do we move forward? Like, what can we do? Or what are you guys doing? Or even for someone that is into meditation or spirituality or uh, all that stuff, or maybe someone that is the e egoic, you know, asshole that is just by accident listening to this podcast and, <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's never gonna listen to us. But like, yeah, what what comes up for you when? How do you, you know, how do Leo, Martin, and Bob do that for themselves? Like, how do we handle this situation? Wanting to choose what we want, but also not knowing what we want, and this whole fucking, you know, globe of <laughs> craziness and beautifulness. How do we how do we handle that? Okay, I can start. I think it comes back to the idea of taking taking a leap of faith and letting yourself go with that, or letting yourself allow yourself to be wrong, to be right. You know, it's like, okay, I feel like this, but then some com something comes up into your mind. It's like, maybe it's not that. And then you're like, okay, should I go with what came up or should I go with the second thing that came up after? Like, ah, you know, I'm really right now doubt doubting about my first feeling. Maybe it's not that. Okay, so maybe I should just go with that. I should just try and then go and try and then I was like, oh, yeah, I was right. My feelings are right. I shouldn't <laughs> have just followed that. Okay, next time, follow your feelings. And they're like, oh, okay. That didn't went well also. But it's, it's not that whatever is going to come and the conflicts in your life, they are going to disappear. But I think if we stop holding too much, and well, if we, I say we, but I'm talking about myself, if I stop holding too much into these ideas that I know what I need to do, that I know what I should follow, and what of that, I'll just liberate myself to fully experience fucking up or doing the right thing, whatever that means, you know? Like, oh, I shouldn't call my ex. I'm like, why not? I really want to. Then I call her and I talk to her. And if hang up the phone, I was like, wow, 
there was a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then next time, it's like, oh, I should really call my ex. It's like, ah, I've been here. I've been here. I think I shouldn't. And then you don't. And then she calls you. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, I should have called her. You know, it was not that bad. You know, like, I could yeah. have spent hours of my life thinking about it. You know, ah, maybe yes, maybe no, I love the fuck, blah, 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 blah. When I could have just like, okay, whatever. What comes up, comes up. So that's, that's the way I would go with things that I'm experiencing in the conflicts. It's like, yeah, if I fuck up, that's fine. If I don't fuck up, that's fine. If I feel bad, it's bad, but it's also fine. So I think it's like an allowance to, to allow yourself and not to hold really strongly to ideas. Even the idea of not holding up to anything is a hold up, is holding up to something, you know? Yeah, it's like a complete stripping away of those things that we feel um, so strongly about. At least that's that's what comes up to me, and and in the same way that you mentioned that Leo's, like we have to be willing to fuck up and then realize there is no real fucking up. <laughs> There's literally just more clarity about ourselves with everything we do. It's not like we don't learn from these things and just keep repeating the same thing over and over, right? For most of us, that isn't the case. We're usually already very self-aware because we have been observing ourselves in relation to others so much our whole life that it's easier to just notice what's going on and and then just accepting whatever comes up and being like, mm, okay, I feel strong shame right now. Or I feel strong fear. Okay, what is this trying to tell me? Instead of, no, 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 this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, I don't want to experience this again and uh and just being able to sort of detach ourselves from the situation more because when we're so in it uh, that's at least my personal experience when i was so and i noticed this around christmas time with my siblings the whole family dynamic when they had like they were clashing and then they would just run off and you know be upset and to me, I was just sitting there, I was like, wow, this was me a couple of years ago. Like, there was no communication, there was no seeing things for what's really going on. It was just, they're just anger in that moment. Like, they're so in that cloud that they can't see, okay, this is not even me. And seeing the situation for what it is, uh, the reality of it, instead of just our own idealized notion of, of what things are supposed to be. If that makes sense. For sure. What comes up from hearing the both of you for me is just the power of being aware what you're doing, just feeling or thinking about what you're doing or a combination of the two. 
and yeah if you're if you're if you're blindfolded going through life which we all are to some extent right i'm not gonna say that there are people without any without any blind spots but as soon as there's that that little beam of light coming through the curtains to shine that light in the room that you are or the house that you are or the or the villa that you are or the palace you can you can actually be aware of yourself and if you do that through going to zen retreats or meditation or what is these apps they have i started out doing an app i think waking up by sam harris which kind of helped me just become aware sit on the fucking chair you know shut up <laughs> listen to the sounds listen to the sounds ah thinking i have to do groceries uh i'm having a date in an hour like whatever sit on the chair listen to the sounds taking a breath oh my god taking a breath like just <sighs> just okay <laughs> still here feeling a lot of stress here anxiety crazy happiness still alive still breathing okay cool some safety comes from that some yeah just really practical right really practical just step outside maybe that's also what people do with like smoking i don't know i think the smoking break mm. is a great is a great thing as well for that uh, yeah just come just just be still for a moment to see what happens you know like oh this is happening okay all right Yeah, it feels like moving deeper into yourself, actually, like even in your physical body. Like a spot that is so untouched that you can just see things from there, but you don't get sucked into it necessarily. Right. And then it's just like, <laughs> but you can see it from, okay, over here, it's just happening. It's doing its thing. And I'm just looking at it doing its thing. I remember a few months ago when I was still deciding if I wanted to stay, if I wanted to try and stay in Ukraine. And I remember talking to Bob and he said, Look, ah, you know, man, if that's really what you want, just do it. And I was like, dude. And well, he said more than that, of course. <laughs> and I was hearing and I was like, what you were saying is just that doesn't work, that's stupid <laughs> you know, that's really stupid that's never going to work and then we finished the conversation I was like, okay, good, just see another perspective but that's really, I can't, I can't feel that, I really can't understand what you're saying or believe on what you're saying and I was like ah, but you, you know what let's try <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. No, and like four months passed by. Of course, there is no concrete evidence 
that this is going to work. But it's like, at this point, I was like, this is the month I'm going back to Brazil in my mind. But I was making plans like, is it worth to stay just for three months and come back after? And now I look back and it's like, there's not even a question anymore. You know, there was never a question. And I think this leap of faith that sometimes you always go, even though you don't truly believe on that, in a mind sense, also in a feeling, because your feeling might be telling you, go back, go back, go back. It's safe, it's safe there, it's safe there. But you go like, oh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And then you follow that, you're like, wow, I was actually wrong. I still don't agree with what he was saying, but it worked. <laughs> Somehow it did. <laughs> That sparked an interesting thought. Have any of you read the book, uh, The Untethered Soul? No. Uh, it's, I think it's by Michael A. Singer, and I think that was actually the book where he was talking about this. And it was this taking your own, like he literally radically did that, where his own agenda, he took that out completely. And he was just looking what life was throwing at him and then following that, like a lecturing position at some university where it was paid very little, but later on it paid off or he realized how that was a necessary step on his journey. And it was just crazy what happened for him when he did that. Like stuff you can't even, like you wouldn't imagine when you're starting out. But that kind of reminds me of that where it seems internally maybe completely the wrong thing to do. Like emotionally, you're like, nah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is ripping me apart. But then you do it anyway, and you realize how that, it, it could have never been any other way. Hmm. Right? Like this was, this had to happen. Yeah, meant to be almost that feeling. Yeah. 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 Great. Wow. I feel very, um, <laughs> I feel very kind of, I want to say enlightened by this last couple of remarks. And uh, we kind of made a beautiful desire to not go over 45 minutes. <laughs> and we're at 47. So, you know, pretty good. Please feel if you have a, a closing statement or something you want to say. What I want to say is to go very zoom in on something you said, Leo, which just made me smile now. Uh, you using the leap of faith. And I was kind of opposing, oh, that sounds like risk as well, right? I'm taking a risk. But that's actually so negative. Right, like I'm taking a risk that someone go something goes wrong. But if you say I'm taking a leap of faith, it just changes the whole energy of what what you're about to do. That doesn't feel entirely true to you, um, or no, maybe not true to you, but like you're a little bit like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Let's take more leaps of faith. Right. It's just about how we see that. It's not a risk, it's just a leap of faith and see where it gets you. 
Yeah, because if nothing is is the wrong thing to do, then there's really no risk at all. Like, what are we risking? From whose perspective are we risking something? What What is our agenda? Because then it's a risk, maybe, to that agenda. But if there's none, then it's literally just potentiality, just like choices. And we, we follow that. So... Yeah, it rings very true to me. All right. Great, guys. I felt this was a leap of faith as well. <laughs> yeah. It's great to say that. I didn't want to I... do the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a yeah. good leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy yeah. with this. Uh, I hope the people that listen, if you listened uh, to this or whatever, whatever platform this is going to be on, uh, Cheers, taking the leap of faith. And um, yeah, now I feel we'll be, we'll be back with some more uh, leaps of faith and other, <laughs> other uh, thoughts and feelings. Cheers, guys. Appreciate Thanks. it. Ciao.